Welcome to Yogaland's Teacher Companion. I'm your host, Jason Crandall, and I'm gonna give you my favorite ways to prepare the shoulders for both my body, but also my students in my sequences for forearm balance and handstand. Now, we are not gonna focus on different techniques or postures for strengthening shoulders or strengthening core. We're not gonna look at the various techniques of these poses. I'm gonna break that down in upcoming videos. What I wanna do right now is really focus on number one, what are the regions of the shoulders that need to be lengthened? And then two, what are the postures that are gonna most efficiently lengthen them? And then three, where do I like to put postures, those postures in a sequence? The first thing that is going to restrict you and your students in forearm balance and handstand, but even more so forearm balance, are your lats. Now, the most efficient way to lengthen lats in yoga is probably through side bending. So without going into deep anatomical conversation, the lats run all the way from the lateral superior part of the shoulder all the way down to the lower back and to the pelvis. So every time we do a side bend, we're able to lengthen those tissues. And those are the main things that when you're in forearm balance especially, are gonna tend to splay the elbows wide. If you have tight lats, and you do not address that tightness in your lats, forearm balance is gonna be a bear. So, any side bend is gonna work well, but these two poses are my favorite, and I tend to put these really early in a sequence. So the first thing that I do, everyone, is I set up with this low lunge. So my right leg is forward, my left leg is back. I take a little distance so my right foot is about as wide as the mat and turns slightly out. I'm in this low lunge and then I walk my upper body 45 degrees to the left. So I walk my upper body the opposite direction of my front leg. Then from there, when I bring the left elbow down and I reach my right fingertips as far away from me as I can. So I'm reaching my right fingers essentially to the left corner of the room. And then I dig those fingertips down and I pull a little bit. So I want the fingertips to dig down and pull. And then as I do that, I gently press my hips to the right. So my right arm is reaching to the left and my hips are bumping a little to the right. So I do this for a few breaths. And then the second part, I come up I come back to a more conventional Anjaneyasana and I like to run these together. And then I'll take my right fingertips to the floor or a block out to the right and then side bend to the right so that left arm is going overhead, okay? So I do both of these, everybody. So to set up on the second side to give you another quick little visual, I like to do these two postures in a row together. They just pair up really well. And I tend to do these in the relatively early phase of the sequence. We're just starting to warm up, we're starting to move, we're starting to breathe, and we're focused on lengthening the side body, especially the lats right off the bat. So I get the left foot forward, the right knee down. The front shin is vertical, the foot's turned out about 45 degrees. I walk my upper body away from that front leg. Then I base down on the right forearm and I walk the left fingertips away from me. So I'm lengthening this whole left side body. Then I dig the fingertips down and bump the hips away from that. 
Now, even if everybody, this is really key that you get this, even if the primary stretch is not in the shoulder or the outside of the shoulder, that's okay. Because if you're getting it down into that side body, you're addressing the lats. So we wanna lengthen the lat at any segment. So any feeling of length in that side body is gonna help mobilize that area. Second main thing that's gonna impede the shoulders from moving into handstand, but even more so forearm balance, is tightness in anterior chest wall, especially pec major and pec minor. So here's where I like to do a really simple pose from Sphinx, right? So I've come down to Sphinx, my elbows are in line with my shoulders, and then a lot of times people will do this with a straight arm, but it's not as, it's not as well controlled. So I like to keep the right elbow bent at 90 degrees, just like it is in Sphinx. And then we take the right elbow out to the side and up a little bit. So everybody, those of you watching, make sure you see this, okay? And those of you that are just listening, get the concept. My right elbow is not in line with my right shoulder. My right elbow is a few degrees above my shoulder. My right elbow is still bent 90 degrees and I press that palm into the mat actively. I don't wanna just passively sink down. Slide then, then we slide the left hand in. So that left hand is like a cobra pose position. And then we just simply roll onto the right side. Now the whole time we're doing this everyone, uh, that side that's stretching, I'm gently pressing that palm into the floor. Now the reason that I'm doing this everyone is to help keep my anterior shoulder muscles that I'm stretching, I'm helping them stay engaged. So think about this really quick everybody. Forearm balance and handstand are strongly active postures. So I don't wanna focus on preparing them for them with passive postures because that's not the demand that they're gonna be experiencing in the pose. So what I wanna do, especially when I'm prepping for a dynamic pose, is I wanna use a dynamic technique. So keeping that elbow a little bit above the shoulder, keeping the elbow bent at 90 degrees and keeping that palm firmly established into the ground is gonna help anterior deltoids, pec major and pec minor, get a good length and preparation. Now, the next thing that we need to address, oh, the other thing is everybody, I will put this usually early in a sequence or right before forearm balance, okay? This is also a really great preparation for any shoulder flexion pose. Now, the next thing that we wanna focus on is are the triceps, okay? Now, one of the things to remember is that your triceps don't just straighten the elbow. Your triceps also extend the shoulder joint, meaning they take the shoulder joint down and back behind you, right? When we think about triceps as elbow straighteners, we don't really think like, oh, that's a big deal for a handstand or forearm balance. But when we realize that your triceps don't just straighten the elbows, like lats, they pull the arms down and back, then we realize, oh, that, that tightness there is gonna be an impediment so how can we get there? Two quick things. And again, I will do these really early in a sequence or throughout the flow. So I like to come onto all fours, and then I like to take the elbows a little bit further forward. 
So I start with the elbows under the shoulders, but then I just take the elbow forward, just to kind of as far as it'll go without throwing my base off. So I'm all fours with the elbows down, then I take each elbow forward, and then I go hands to prayer. But then from hands to prayer, everybody, I don't keep the palms flat together. I actually press the finger pads together and I pull the bottom, uh, I pull the center of the palms apart. So if you're watching, I'm gonna change my angle, okay? So when my palms are together, the pose is fine. But if instead of my palms together, I separate my palms and I press my fingertips together, what am I doing with the forearms and the upper arms? I'm creating a little bit more external rotation to the arm, which is what we want in these poses. So fingertips together, soles of the palms apart equals more external rotation. So I'm on all fours, elbows down. I slip those elbows forward, hands in prayer to start. I let the shoulders drop a little bit into flexion and then finger pads press really firmly together and the bottom of the palms are separated, okay? This is the kind of thing that you can put literally anywhere in a sequence, but I like early in the warmups and then right before forearm balance. The other thing that's really conventional but still always works, this is just an evergreen thing to do and you can incorporate it within the vinyasa practice uh, you can especially incorporate it in standing poses and just add this as a shoulder opener, which is Gomukhasana arms, okay? So the top arm in Gomukhasana is going to be lengthening the triceps. It's gonna be lengthening the triceps really well, okay? Especially if you mitigate lumbar extension. So what I mean by that, everybody, is look, I'll take a side angle to the camera for this, okay? So if my lower back does a lot of the pose, right? If I arch my lower back a lot, then my shoulder, my top shoulder, doesn't have to actually work quite as much. My top shoulder is getting vertical. My top elbow is getting vertical as a function of my lower back extending, not as a function of my shoulder flexing more. So if I'm able to keep my midsection contained a little bit better, and then focus on the elbow moving up from that shoulder flexing a little bit more, I'm actually addressing the lats and the triceps a little bit better. And you understanding not just that we're doing shoulder openers, but the shoulder openers that are targeting the parts of the body that are restricted in the pose, I think is really important. The next thing, everybody, which is so easily overlooked, which is when your arms go up for handstand and forearm balance, your shoulder blades have to move away from each other. They do what's called lateral rotation or upward rotation. And if the posterior deltoids or the rhomboids are really tight, that's super hard to do. So there are two super basic conventional yoga shoulder openers that get to this stuff really well. And like the last pose, we can just drop these in anywhere, but I like to put these into standing poses. So let's say I'm teaching a vinyasa practice and I know I'm gonna focus on handstand and forearm balance. 
then in the standing poses, I'm gonna incorporate the following shoulder openers. The first one is what you do when Garudasana typically doesn't work for you. So what I mean by that is one arm stays straight, it goes across the body, the other arm just gently pulls it in, okay? Now I give this, and you might give this as an alternative for people in Garudasana all the time, which is the next pose. But the reality is this pose actually abducts the shoulder more than Garudasana. So when we do this version where it's just this posterior shoulder stretch, this gets to the back of the upper arm better. So when my arm is straight, my right arm is straight, it's coming across the body, the left arm is drawing it in, I'm getting a really good posterior shoulder opener, especially on the deltoid, okay? So the posterior deltoid, so don't overlook this. This is such a good pose for, any, for anything, but especially in preparation for those shoulders going up. Because those muscles down there, if they're tight, they're gonna be pulling the shoulder down and back. So part one, we keep the bottom arm straight. Part two, we do a more conventional Garudasana if it's access, accept, accessible, not if it's acceptable, it's totally acceptable. Now from here, everybody, I like to go elbows up and away. So those forearms are pushing up and away. This is helping those shoulder blades broaden which they need to do to get overhead, okay? Now, one final pose. This pose to me is perfection, especially for forearm balance because it is almost forearm balance, but it produces the right leverage to stretch all of these things. So for you or your students that have shoulder restriction, if you could only pick one of these poses, this is the one to pick, but better yet, we do all of these. So for here, we need to go to the wall. This is such a good pose. And the nice thing about this, everybody, is it's not only a really great preparation, it's also a great alternative for students that are still struggling with forearm balance, um, and it gives them something to do once you've gotten to the wall, okay? So what you do, you can think about it as dolphin or pigeon at the wall. So what you do is you take the hand on the baseboard or just against the wall, whatever you have, thumb facing up, fingers pointing out. This is gonna help the forearm and therefore the upper arm stay externally rotated, okay? So we just do this with both hands. So my shoulders and my elbows, or my, my elbows and my forearms are shoulder width apart, my thumbs are turned up, my fingers are turned out. Then from here, and I would usually take the yoga mat with me, okay? So forearms would be down. And then from here, everyone just does a normal downward facing dog. So the nice thing about this, everybody, is I have the pressure and the leverage of the forearms on the ground so I can press down into the floor with my forearms, but also with my hands, I can gently push the wall away. So with my hands on the wall, I get much more efficient leverage to increase shoulder flexion and thoracic extension. And right here, everybody, I know you can't see the whole pose, but essentially I'm just in down dog. 
And the most common mistake people are gonna make is they'll just randomly like walk everything forward. But you're not doing that. The shoulders are not over the elbows until it's time for forearm balance. Instead, you're treating the pose like down dog, okay? You might even rest the forehead on the ground, okay? Really amazing preparation, one of my favorites. In fact, probably my favorite. So everybody, everything comes down in so many ways to skillful preparation. So I think in your practice and in your teaching, if you understand not just we need to open the shoulders for these poses, but actually what parts? What part of the shoulders? What is the restriction? Pecs, lats, triceps, posterior deltoids, rhomboids. Those are the most common restrictors. So if we understand that, we can just find poses that address and target those specific spots. All right, I'm super um, excited to create more along this line. We'll do another one soon about strengthening. And then some of the more refined technique that I like to incorporate and teach my students in handstand and forearm balance. But use this stuff. Let me know how it goes in your practice and your teaching. Subscribe to the channel and join me and my newsletter on jasonyoga.com. Okay, have a great day, everyone. Thank you.